Welcome to the Wealth Collective Podcast, where the goal is to make finance fun and accessible to everyday Australians, sharing tips and tricks on how people can improve their financial position and have a laugh along the way. The information contained on this podcast is general advice only and hasn't taken into account your personal circumstances. Before acting on any of the content you've heard, you should consult your own financial advisor to consider whether that is appropriate for you. Welcome, everybody, to the 17th episode of the Wealth Collective podcast. It's Friday, the 22nd of March, uh, and I'm Pete Pennycott. I'm Zach Masters. And today, we're very, very lucky to be joined on the show by <laughs> the one and only Marty Lim. Hey, guys. How you doing? Very good. He's a client relationship manager extraordinaire. He's asked me to put in the, the show notes here, oh. so... <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I gave him the initial show notes with nothing written in there, and he's put a few extra bit of mayo in there. It's, it's not just lucky, it's very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to have you here. So, obviously, we're sort of fresh off a, a big technical day yesterday, so a big strategy day. Um, so, brains like sponges absorbed it all. Any key takeaways for you guys? Or Yeah, it was good to get an update on you know the latest Centenic stuff, um, and also be able to you know, learn a bit more about the aged care stuff because, I mean, that stuff is not the most fun topic to talk about or fun topic to learn about. But obviously really important. So yeah, we've got a, definitely. You know, it's shocking to see your parents or sort of grandparents go down that path. Exactly. But we've got an ageing population, yep. just demographics, sort of say, that yeah, we're seeing it more and more mm-hmm. and more. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that I liked is they spoke a lot about the superannuation contributions. Um, so obviously different ways of looking to maximise um, the money you can get into the super environment um, for those clients who it's you know appropriate for. Um, so maybe getting closer towards being able to get it. Um, so things like the downsizer contribution, which is fairly new and um, that a lot of people probably aren't aware of or using all too often. Um, and looking into things like that, as well as your, you know, your different caps and, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, and well, even things like labour just, just keeps piling on. So labour's <laughs> proposed changes to lower. Uh, non-concessional contributions yep. to from a hundred thousand dollars a year to seventy-five thousand. So, yep. yeah, it just keeps getting better and better. So, I, I guess it's more the importance of why this financial year is so important, and we'll yeah. sort of watch with great interest to see what happens in May. So, <clears throat> yeah, obviously, it's not all just work for us. So, anything, any big weekend plans or um, working on the <laughs> just chilling out basically. So, hopefully, the weather stays up. Um, I've started to get a new interest in golf after last week. First oh, okay. way pitch and putt. So. <laughs> Can you bring back my driver? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love those drivers. So you gotta, you it's, on, it's on eBay at the moment. Yeah, I'll be enjoying the footy. So happy the footy's back. Um, if you haven't joined the Picada footy tips, get in on it. Hit yeah, get in on there. It's, on, it's on the blog. So check out the blog. You know, it's not too late because obviously everyone's only one tip behind because Richmond got off last night. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have, there was not one person that picked Carlton last night. So okay. and get on reason. <laughs> and if you want to sort of get a little bit of separation and peg it back, I think most people pick Adelaide and obviously the Hawks will flog your boys. So zero chance. Good. I'm picking Adelaide around about 50, I reckon, easily <laughs> over there. Make a statement after a disappointing year last year and um, looking to bounce back strong. Oh, very good. Well, I guess on to today's topic. So we wanted to talk about a new campaign we're running to try and sort of you know, bring some awareness to the fact that life's not all about money and it's actually about sort of living a rich life. And I think it's all too confusing where people are sort of always thinking about rich equals you know, how big your bank balance or how much do you have in super or how many investments do you have. Um, so we sort of what we want to challenge the traditional sort of view of financial advice that it's not all about the money, but it's really about sort of all those things that money can bring. 
Um, and also digging deep on those fears of going, you know, what if I can't educate my kids? What if I can't sort of travel and do the things I want to do? What if I can't retire when I want to and have to work forever? Um, so we'll sort of be drip feeding a lot of information out there because we sort of you know, want to get on the front foot and actually have a you know, big impact out there to clients' lives and actually get them enjoying stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah. and ultimately I think yeah, it's all about you know, spending time with people that they love. So, yeah, that's what we'll sort of have a yak today about and it'll sort of be a bit of free-balling as well because it's really a personal opinion um, sort of piece. But we've got, a, I guess, a firm view at Picada that you know, life is about more than money, so... Yeah, and I think that's probably why we thought it'd be a good time to kind of have an open discussion and talk about what living richly means to us, and um, because it, you know, it means different things to to different people, obviously, and um, some things are more important um, to me than what they are to maybe you, Marty, yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. what do you generally find that living richly means to you? So, living richly is basically just a balance between, you know, as Pete said, the finance side as well as you know, doing the things you love. Um, if I can sum it up really short and sweet, I'd say, you know, being able to do what you want whenever you want for whoever you want. So um, the the money aspect um, and all that helps you get the lifestyle that you want. Um, for me, living richly, um, being able to wake up every morning stress-free. Um, well, you look pretty stressed some of the days. Not completely stressed. Not, not all. Some stress makes you feel yeah. like you're alive, so yeah. that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty short and sweet yeah. for me in that aspect. And I think, well, you mentioned before, like it's not that we ignore the concept of money and we don't think finances help support a really good lifestyle because I think it's really important. You need to be able to have the right financial resources to so generate the life you want. Um, but I think the key is really planning and actually working out what matters to you. So really sort of... You know, reflecting on what's going to make me really happy. So when I'm sort of, you know, pulling the air mask off when I'm lying in a hospital bed and I've sort of got a few seconds left, what am I going to look back and remember? What's going to matter? Um, and potentially it might not be a bigger house or a sort of a car or something, but it might be the, the trip you didn't do or, you know, those things. So what are you going to regret? So hopefully, you know, if we can sort of help clients not regret things, I think that's the big one. Yeah, for me it's, um, as Marty kind of touched on, like with a lot of people that come in, um, and see us, it's, a lot of the time they're quite stressed about their finances or there's something that's stressing them out that's causing them, you know, a bit of anxiety there of going, oh, I can't do what I want, I'm scared that, you know, I'm not going to be able to retire early enough to, you know, be able to enjoy all the hard work that, um, you know, I've tried to save up from all the hard work I've done and then I can't really, you know, enjoy it um, because it's, you know, I'm too old or all that type of stuff. Um, yeah, my biggest thing about living richly is living kind of free from that financial stress yeah. um, and being able to do, as you said, the things that you'd like to do for the people um, who you'd like to do them for. Yeah. Um, and kind of, yeah, it doesn't have to be necessarily financially related, but a lot of the time um, it's the finances that allow us that flexibility um, to do to do what we kind of want to do. Yeah. And also I might just add as well, so it's, it's, it's not enjoying yourself, you know, at the end of your, you know, in retirement, it's also about the journey. So even the young people, um, you're going to have to, you know, you have goals and everything. So you're going to have, you're going to meet them, and you know, you want to enjoy your life um, and not just enjoy it at the end. Yeah, 
Um, I think it's similar to like if you're starting a gym regime. So obviously, sort of for people out there on live, obviously seeing this, trying to cover this, the bottom this, half of this fancy <laughs> rig that I've got here, uh, looking looking a treat. Um, but it's having you know you can't just sort of work out every day all day um, and just sort of grind and hope sort of go. Oh, it all pays off in the end. Um, part of the thing is you need a cheat day every now and again. You need to enjoy yourself and reward yourself for all the hard work you're putting in. Um, so sort of <clears throat> for me, I ticked off one of my bucket list items couple of years back to sort of go watch an NBA playoff game live and I felt so good about that one I actually went back and watched another game a week later but um, yeah those the, the, the price of those tickets actually made my eyes water when I saw yeah. it and I was sort of putting through the transaction because um, you know so I sort of sat was close to courtside as what you can be because it was within sort of touching distance we were, in the, we were sitting in the office um, yeah. seeing, seeing you and Bannon yeah, on I the screen we saw them. yeah we were yeah, yeah. Did, so. so you know you're there watching the sort of you know Kevin Durant my idol until he left sort of Oklahoma <laughs> um, but it was like that's an experience that I'll take with me to my grave but that was amazing um, cost a hell of a lot of money and sort of had to pay off the credit card when I got back um, from overseas but absolutely worth it so I think that's important to go yeah, it's, it's more than what I'd usually spend on that sort of activity. But, my, mm. yeah, they're, they're the moments where you go, is it worth it? And I think mm. for me that was worth it. Mm. Um, and someone else would look at that and go, it's a stupid expense. And it's really important to know that what matters to you might not matter to someone else. Mm. So for some people, driving a really luxurious car is something that's really important to them. For me, I couldn't care less about yeah. the car that I drive. Mm. Um, so you've really got to spend on what matters to you and what's going to make a meaningful difference. Um and that's probably the, at the heart of what we do. Of really, we dig deep to try and understand our clients as best we can to try and mm. keep them accountable and make sure they're actually enjoying their wealth and they're not just saving it up um, to you know, the end and it might be too late because you never know when it might end. So I think that's probably one of the things that people think about when they're going to see a financial advisor is that, you know, am I going to lose like the lifestyle that I have currently? You know, like, are they going to go force me down a path where all I do is save and I sit at home on the weekends and... Um, eat baked beans out of a can and kind of do that type of stuff, um, which is not necessarily our philosophy. Nothing wrong with baked beans, though. I don't, yeah, in a jackal. <laughs> in the air fryer that you've got going at the moment. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, I think a lot of people probably think that, have that misconception when they're going to see an advisor, and it's kind of our job to to make sure that we give you the best lifestyle that you can, but also have an eye for the future and, and things like that. Yeah, and I think when you, when someone's looking for an advisor, even if you're trying to sort of piece this together yourself, um, there's the financial side of financial advice and strategy mm-hmm. where you go, yeah, I need these numbers to work because I need to fund it. Um, but you need to know how much these things cost. So you do need to document it and go, right, what are the things that are important to me? How much does it cost? So if I, if I want to drive a really nice car and it's 150000 well, I need to make sure that I build up the resources to be able to afford that and still have enough to sort of have a cash buffer and do all the other things that I want to do. Um, and then beyond that, it's really trying to have a look at the the human side of it as well. And really, like, that's what we try and do, bring together the human side and the financial side to make sure that we're not missing anything. Because sometimes the best financial solution is not necessarily the best solution for everyone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's all different paths to get there. Um, and, you know, as long as you know what that goal is, you can mm. sort of carve your sort of way towards it. So what are some of the ways that uh, people out there can start to get control of their financial world and start to, you know, maybe ease some of the financial stress that they have at the moment and, and get towards um, this type of euphoria that we're speaking of? Yeah, I think, look, I think budgeting, it sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds like just going to say that. sounds like the yeah. worst path to actually happiness. Mm. But once you get a handle of your cash flow, you can actually plan to have fun. Yeah. yeah? And it's that planned 
spontaneity. It's almost like building cash buffers and building resources. Yeah. So when opportunities present themselves, you're ready. So you can actually be spontane spontaneous. Um, She's really a with the budget as well so you're able to just work out you know what can you sacrifice today um in order to gain whatever you want in the future so um i, I think that's a good starting point the budget because you know cash flow is king in a sort of way um you don't have any cash flow then you can't really you know do what you want you know and all that yeah and especially you can't be spending more than what you're what you're bringing in um as well because otherwise you're just going to be yeah. kind of putting yourself into a whole of debt and mm. um that's that error is just going to keep compounding and compounding yeah. um too so you've got to be careful with obviously what you spend and it's good um to possibly you know use an app or something like that because there's a few different free apps out there and um or ones that you can pay for um the kind of link in with your bank accounts your credit cards uh all those types of things which kind of and um, then kind of categorize what your expenses yeah. are um yeah so that's that's probably an interesting no, one because i know i got a shock with some of my Subscriptions where I'm going, hang on, I even use that, and why buy? Why has everyone in my family got a different Stan account and mm. uh, all that type of stuff? Uh, like little things like that, where you're going, oh, it's small recurring payments. When they add it up to a yearly total, you're going, oh, wow, hang on a second. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's something that I'd definitely look into and, and invest in is probably a cash flow kind of budgeting system. Yeah, and I'm definitely on the other side of going when you're saving. So obviously, pay off your credit card. So don't have a credit card you're not clearing every month. Yeah, you need to get that under control first. But once you're doing, you're actually saving, split up your like online savers don't cost anything. Yeah. So I think the Barefoot Investor sort of um, is pretty strong on this as well, having different accounts. So your everyday account, your mojo or your sort of fun account. The benefit of that is if you start saving money into that sort of that fun sort of that sort mm. of um, living richly account or your mojo account, the really cool thing is you you've got your budget set there. So you go, oh great, it's building and building and building and you might not be doing something out of that account every week. So as it sort of compounds, you go, oh, great. There might be something really, really big and special that you can actually afford to do. Um, and it doesn't hurt your cash flow because you're actually planning for these events. Uh, you might not know exactly what they are, but if you're setting 50 bucks, 100 bucks, or 500, whatever it is per month um, aside, you're ready to go and you can just dip into it whenever you want. Um, and it's already there because that's half the battle of going a lot of the time. These, are, these things come up and you go, this is such a great opportunity. I really want to do it. I've got no savings, I've got no cash buffer, credit card. So then you have go and do this awesome thing and then you feel this guilt and sickness because you go, oh, man, I've got to pay off that credit card next. Yeah. Um, is there a rule of thumb, do you think, of how much of a cash buffer someone should have? At least three months, ideally six months. And that's a rule of thumb. So ideally you look and go, what are all your core expenses? Mm. But I think really about three to six months of your general living expenses, you want to have that up your sleeve because you never know when something goes wrong yeah. or you crash lose your, your car or lose like your that. job or yeah. you crash your car because you're a terrible no, driver no, I've, I've never crashed my car before so I'm the one in here who's had two write-offs <laughs> so yeah well, it yeah. can be expensive um, but yeah three to six months is the rule of thumb I think 12 is is amazing but it's probably out of reach for most people because it sort of takes a bit of time to build that buffer up mm. um, so that's what I do there and I, I think just sort of separating out, out those bank accounts I know ING Direct you can do it I've got sort of ANZ and sort of Macquarie Banking as well, and they, they don't charge for online savers as well. So I'd be surprised if any of um, any of the main banks really charge for those, but there might be a limit on how many you can get. So do your research and sort of read through the product disclosure statements also. So mm. Yeah. So the other thing that we haven't touched on that I think is very important um, in order to live richly, especially if you're starting to plan with an eye towards the future, 
um, is investing. So obviously there's two ways that you can make money. Is one way you at work equals money, um, and then your money at work equals more money. Um, and that's, I don't know which one I'd probably rather be doing. Give me passive income any day of the week. Yeah, so if you're not investing, kind of you are falling behind, especially at the moment with the way cash rates are um, and inflation's at the level that it is. Um, you know, you're essentially losing money by keeping keeping those funds sitting in cash, not doing anything. Um, and a lot of people are often, you know, too scared to start investing or they're unsure about it. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a scary thing. Um, how do you get started with investing, Marty? I've always been interested in finance um, and sh- shares in general. I knew that I had to invest, but at the beginning I didn't know how. Um, but it's just a matter of dipping your toes in, um, I'd say. Um, you live and learn. Um, you learn lessons throughout your investing career. Um, you will make mistakes, that's no doubt. Um, but, you know, what I've learned is it's better to make the mistakes when you're young, when there's not much riding. Um, and then learn through the ropes and learn everything and be able to you know, be a good investor or a decent investor um, later on in your career. Mm. Um, what would you say is the best way to get started, Pete? Just start. Just start. Like, yeah. There's never a better time to start than yesterday yeah, or today. So mm. get started, get your app in, mm. whether it's sort of logging on and setting up a broking account and buying a diversified exchange trade fund or something, just get in the mechanics and the behavior. I think a lot of the time it's the paralysis by analysis. What should I invest? How much should I start with? What should I, like, where should Overwhelming I do Which term. broking account is? This one's got $15 brokerage. This one's got 17 This one's got 20 Yeah. Yeah, they, it matters, but not to the degree of not starting. Like, not starting is actually worse than sort of paying an extra $2 for brokerage. So, yeah. you know, get one that aligns and is going to be seamless. I think sort of um, we don't appreciate just ease of doing things is actually quite valuable. So, you know, if you bank with a certain bank and they've got a broking account, well, that might be a good place to start to have a look and do the research there yep. and see if it's the right fit. Um, yeah, and I'd say start diversified. I, I would sort of still have direct businesses because I think it's interesting. I think you'll, yeah, I don't know, I find the diversified index fund a bit boring sometimes. Mm. But that's just that's not just me. I get from a risk management perspective, that makes sense. But um, I think from an interest and engagement perspective, there's something about, this company exists and when it pops up in the news and I set my alerts on Google Alerts mm. and stuff like that, um, I'm engaged, I keep, I'm keeping up to date with it. Sometimes it's good news, like the businesses I'm invested in. Sometimes it's terrible news, the businesses you're invested in. <laughs> nah, I didn't drop 40% yesterday. <laughs> um, Let's not mention that. <laughs> yeah, so I think like, overall, that's I'd say get started. I think like, it's almost work out the ratio, but 50% of your you know, your expenses should really be going to your present you. So just running your life and your lifestyle and your living expenses. The other half should be future you. So have some money set aside every month going to this account that's going to be doing fun things and making sure you're enjoying your life. Because that'll keep you going. It'll probably keep you working longer because you're happier, you're healthier. Yeah. Um, set, set aside some of that budget out of the 50% as well to future way future you. So retirement savings, investments towards passive income. Um, and then you've got a really balanced approach. You're prepared, so you're prepared for chaos. Life's often chaotic, um, but if you can embrace that, um, I think you're well resourced there to be, be doing that as well. Yeah. Is there anything you think we haven't touched on um, that you think is important that we do? The only thing I can think of is possibly um, the insurance side of things um, as well, which is often the non-sexy part of what we. Jeez, man, we're going to have talk people about. tuning off now. Yeah. <laughs> we're out. To nearly at the 20 minute mark, so you can cut it off now. Literally, there's a fire fire truck sitting outside as we speak now. So, um, yeah, so that's probably something where um, 
I'd definitely look at income protection as a as a must have if it's something that you're you know you're wanting to live live a good lifestyle because if something was to happen where you're unable to work due to illness or injury and um, then suddenly living richly becomes almost a yeah a distant yeah. distant dream um in my opinion yeah. um, because you've got no income coming in suddenly you know your only option really is a lot of the time Centrelink um and I doubt that's, you're going to be able to live that's you know, definitely not fun that yeah, unless you like a lot of free things, you know. Yeah. Some, I think there was a song back in the 90s or something, the best things in life are free. Um, <laughs> if all of your things fall into that bucket, then you probably can live off yeah. the or your age pension if you like the rest of us and a lot of the things you enjoy do cost money. Um, that's not a that's not a good strategy. I don't think anyone that we're speaking to is their aim to go, yeah, I want to live off the age pension at the end of <laughs> end of my days. Um, so I think that's really important. But um but I think that's that's everything from my end. I think really get out there and do it. Don't sort of stave it off forever. Mm. Um, I think life, the, the key thing is it's not all about the destination. It's the journey. Yeah. So have fun along the way. Like, you know, pencil in fun stuff, you know, every month or every quarter or however, however often you like to have fun. Yeah, but plan for being every day. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's it. I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. And I, you have your sort of... Uh, Move on, gents. I reckon yeah, sounds good. good. Well, that's all from today's episode of the Wealth Collective podcast. We hope you got something out of it, uh, and we hope you've decided to actually live a, a rich life and get out there and have some fun on the weekend as well. So um, thanks for listening, and thank you to Zach and Marty for joining me today. Thanks for having us. So join us again next time, or we'll see you again next week, next Friday. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to the pi- podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Five Stars. Yeah, give us five stars, six if it's possible. <laughs> we're yeah, nice, give us we're nice guys. <laughs> and talented podcast. Uh, and, you know, send us any questions you've got either on Twitter, Facebook, or connectedpicada.com.au. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Wealth Collective podcast. You can get in touch with us and send any questions to connect at picada.com.au or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. If you have enjoyed this, then please subscribe and five-star us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Until next time, live well and be prosperous.